This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. If space is truly the final frontier, then our tiny intrepid crew on the Oz-9 are truly frontier's ears. Already, death has walked the white corridors of this ship. As the crew labored not particularly feverishly to understand what went wrong and save the passengers who remain, they know they are in a desperate fight against time. Soon it will be noon, and someone needs to make lunch. Captain Madeline's crew of Leet Haxxxx, a ripped but otherwise almost entirely useless IT guy, Joe, the quietly creepy janitor who tirelessly mops empty corridors no one has dirtied, and Colin, the now self-appointed marketing director but actually rich guy trying to avoid being murdered, are truly on their own. Less than half an hour after takeoff, the tanning apparatus on the Oz-9 failed, melting over 800 passengers as they slept. Well, we hope they were sleeping. Sadly, as Oz-9 hadn't yet made it out of Earth's orbit when the ship spaced the semi-liquid remains, the human goo hit the Oz-642 like a wet slap. In a frantic search by that ship's crew for windshield wipers that didn't, of course, exist, they hit some rather important buttons and slammed into the trailing Oz-1909, wiping out both ships. This was met with cheers at Gated Galaxies, the company behind the launch, and the reclamation of any property forfeited by a passenger who, quote, voluntarily or involuntarily ceases to exist, unquote, according to the contract. How does food appear on the ship? Is there like a robot chef or some sort of machine or something? Oh, um, well, great question. Really, really very astute and, and all that. So there's a machine? No, no. Hang on. Quick check of the old uh, memory banks here. Um, um, okay. Finding a reference to food, read the preparation of. Oh, well that's odd. Apparently I have to ask you some questions first. Okay, shoot. Do you prefer salty, sweet, sour, or savory foods? Uh, salty makes you retain water. Uh, so let's say savory. Is that like a meat? I like meat. Oh gosh, you're lovely. Oh, right. Question number two. Do you have a girlfriend? Do I have a girlfriend? What difference does that make? I don't write the questions, Keith. I just follow the protocols that say I have to ask them. Um, I'll put that as a no then. Uh, question three. What is your position on a uh, digital analog relations? 
Is that about food? We'll just call that open then, shall we? Late. Jesus! Do you just appear out of the air or like a ghost or something? I was looking for Colin. Last I saw him, he was rummaging around in the memory banks, trying to find a better fourth birthday or something. Memory banks? He's not supposed to be in there. I have to stop him. Well, off you go then. Where's the memory room? Oh, you'll find it. Out there, first white corridor, turn left, straight on, and follow the signs. Thanks, Joe. Passenger lights are depending on me. Olive? Jesus! Oh, you scared me. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Wasn't very nice of you to send him out to get lost. He hasn't even had his lunch yet. He'll find his way eventually. He could starve out there. He's quite sick, you know. I'm very, very pretty. You know, I was in one of those storage rooms and there was some dark pods. Oh, which, uh, which storage room was that? Uh, the big white one with all the white pods, three turns down in the middle of the white, unnamed, unmarked, white corridor. That one. Oh, gosh, that's terrible, isn't it? I feel like I should care more than I do. I hear you. But I'm just a bad person. Anyway, starting to look like a redneck smile in there, and if the other storage rooms look the same, we're maybe 5% down and only, what, an hour and 45 minutes from our launch? That doesn't bode well, does it? I suppose not. But I feel oddly okay about it. Computer, you here? Where's Joe? Yep. Jesus! You are having lunch. What did you do? Microwaved a hockey puck, apparently. One half. I followed you in there. I saw all those black pots. What did you do? Colin, just sit your warty ass down and have a half a charcoal briquette. I found them that way, same as you. The Epsets! The Rickler Randolphs! The Cummings! The Marquettes! Prince Horace! Grace! Hugo, Terry, Gogo, Jax, Wiggy, Thunderclot, Twinkle Twat, even Spotty Bosch, all gone. Every single one gone dark and smelly and crumbly and wet. What is going on? Are we betting on horse races? No, no, my fr- uh, uh, some posh swats. You know a lot of their names. I, I read the tabloids. Uh, who's killing all our passengers? It's all right. It's only about 5% so far. 5%? That's supposed to be comforting, is it? Where's the IT guy? Can't he do anything? Uh, he's in the compost bin. Huh? He was lost and hungry, so I led him to the compost. There's not much there yet, but I sent him a pineapple. Uh, I'll bring him in. No, no, no. Leave him there. Uh, could he be doing this? He's pretty much an idiot. He's pretty. You could have stopped there. Look, I'm, I'm very pleased Captain McChest pushes all the right buttons for you, computer. But does a homicidal heart beat beneath all that man brawn? He said he could kill us all. Yeah, by backing into the airlock button, maybe. I don't think he's one we have to worry about. Then who? Check out the expiration date on that hockey putt I just gnawed on. What? Why? Just look. This expired half a century ago. Well, that explains the sweaty fish smell. Yeah, no, that's me. Sorry. Haven't had a cleanup since flushing the D&G wing earlier. Look, I need to do some proper poking around, but I reckon we'll find more than a few cut corners. Gated Galaxies did a lot of things on the cheap. What's happening might be... Case in point. Oh, uh, that was me, actually. What? What are you doing? Ow! Hey, stop that! Um, I don't, I don't really want to be doing it, but I don't really want to stop doing it either. So I'll, I'll probably keep on. Olivia? Um, I think you want to stop talking about G2 being the problem. I think that's what I need to hear. 
Right. Okay. We'll stop. We're stopping. I think we need to get Mr. Chesticle and talk about this. Hey, where might you do that? I'm everywhere, you know. You know, Leet usually does his exercise stuff now. Lifting, shifting things, shirtless. Usually? It's our first day on the ship. How do you know what usually looks like? Perhaps you should go tell him. He's looking a bit soft and flabby. I bet that'll get him in no time. Hmm. I don't want my crew getting soft. Olivia? Olivia! Right, we're good. How do you know? Maybe she's just not answering. Nah, it's how these Oz AIs are programmed. They can't lie. Oh, yes, right. Can't lie. Though the ship isn't meant to be piloted by humans, well, certainly not these humans, there was a sort of ship's bridge as the designer was a big fan of the old Star Trek show back in the 2000s. Madeline goes there from time to time to pretend to be a real captain, barking out orders at her crack crew as she fantasized about doing when she was a little girl before her brush with the law derailed her plans. The design is much the same as the old TV show, with the captain's seat basically a very big chair with oversized armrests in the center of the room. Most of the instruments and furniture around her are still covered in plastic, and the manuals have all been removed by gated galaxies. But Madeline isn't seeing that. She sits in the captain's command chair, idly daydreaming of a future she'll never have. First officer, ahead Mach 1. Raise shields and set a course for Daenerys. I'll sit here on my big chair. Clearly, Madeline never even got close. Oz 9! What the hell is that? Olivia? Oz 9! What the hell do you think you're doing? You can't dump human marines out your airlock while still in Earth's orbit. Its indirect contraindication of galactic rules is established by the Aeronautical Normative Unified System. Plus, we can't find a button for the goddamn windshield wipers. Who's there? Shit, where the hell are the comms? What the hell are these things? Ooh, bubble wrap. Visibility is greatly compromised and totally gross. We can see you ahead, Oz-9! You need to change course immediately or we will collide! Oz-9? Did she say Oz-9? Shit! Where are the goddamn comms? Olivia! Wait, wait, what's this? Hello? Hello? Do you read? This is the Oz-9! Oz-9, goddammit! You need to move your lumbering stalled out ass or we're going to broadside your freaking ship! Do what are we gonna- what? God damn it, Olivia, where the hell are you? Move! Olivia! Ooh. Gosh, they're coming up awfully quick. Wow, this is sweet. Look at all the blinking stuff. Oh, thank God. Leet, I need you to fix the comms. Another ship is trying to contact us. Some sort of emergency? I can't understand what she's saying. Impact estimated in 48 seconds. Jesus Christ, Oz 9, do something. What is she saying? Is that like French or something? Oz, uh, uh, whatever. Can you read me? We can't make out what you're saying. Leet, fix this. Come on. Olivia, we need comms. Uh, so what are comms exactly? Like communities? Communes? Like that? You are not serious. Combination lock? Com Communications! Olivia, is there another ship nearby? If by nearby you mean about to hit us, well, yeah, Oz 6748 is, uh, well, if you look out the window, you can see them. What's that crusty shit all over their windshield? Um, that's pods 1900-2757, unless I'm very much mistaken. Oops, should've checked the rear view, I guess. Olivia, take evasive action! 
They're not firing on this melon. They're just about to hit. Oh, right. Uh, swerving. Hang on to your pants. It smells like burning tire rubber in here. Oh, that's me. I've got sounds and scents for every occasion. That seemed appropriate. What do you think? Cool. Are we safe? Well, no, not really. But Oz6748 isn't going to hit us anymore. What the? Jesus! What the hell did you- I ran in here with you! There is something so odd about you. Yeah, well, ditto. So what the hell happened? We felt the ship dive. There was another ship right there. They were like so close you could see them wearing their pants. Dude, Captain was hot. Doesn't speak English though. Doesn't speak. Fucking hell, Nine. You took your sweet time getting out of our way. Who's the dude without a shirt? He's hot. This is just... Oh dear, it appears we lost them. Is that like German or... Ooh, I know, Hindi. Can you get them back? Yeah, come on, Olivia. Pretty please. Maybe the same thing is happening on their ship. The pod's dying. They might have some ideas. Yeah, the hot chick might have thoughts, even if we can't understand them. Come on, Ollie. Pods are failing, passengers are dying, and the AI of the Oz-9 seems far more concerned with her IT guy's heaving chest than the continuing extermination of the ship's resting guests. As the Oz-9 heads deeper into space, are they also heading deeper into trouble? Find out next time. You've been listening to Bonnie Brantley as Jesse, Richard Cowan as Leet, Eric Perry as Joe, Tim Sherburn as Colin, and me, Richard Nadolny, as the narrator. Oz-9 is written by Shannon Perry, who also plays Olivia and Madeline. Our theme song and other music is composed and performed by John Faley. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My friend Shayna was like, just so you know, everyone in the Villainous League is coming to kill you. And I was like, oh boy. Imagine NPR in the MCU, the Daily Planet's style desk, car talk for jetpacks. It's these American supers. 100% invisible. The speech bubble. It's sequential. The utility belt. Superhuman Public Radio is a fiction podcast telling the hilarious and heartbreaking stories of people in a superpowered world. I thought I was going to die. An invisible car in Chicago? A wee supervillain? These are the stories that fall between the panels of comic books. I think they knew that I didn't mean to do that to Arizona. Wasabi! Oh my God, he could kill himself. Kid, I feel like you're not giving this problem your all. No, no, but yes, I guess most people would call them a death squad. Ta-da. Superhuman Public Radio. Super human stories. The only limits are your imagination, and I have a wild imagination. New episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is SPR. Name the supervillain, and we've done the gig. But these Wall Street types that lack the answers to, yikes.